Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. And welcome to all those who have joined us for this worship service coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston, a Christ-centered, caring church. And we have been worshiping the Lord since 1805, and we thank God for the privilege of serving him during this time in which we are alive. The title of the message today is A Mother's Request for Her Sons. Today we are celebrating the institution of God called motherhood. There are no words which can justly honor or mothers. I'm aware that Mother's Day is anything but happy for some of you worshiping with us today. Maybe you wanted to be a mother, but you can't for some reason. Perhaps some of you have not had the best mother in the world. Some of you have had mothers who have passed on and are now in heaven. Some of you mothers have lost a child to death. Some of you mothers feel the pain of a wayward child this morning. And some of you are raising your child or children all alone and working hard to nurture them and to protect them. One thing we must always remember is that God chose our mother for us and us for our mother. None of us could have made that choice, but God knew who would be best for us, even though some may not agree that we had the best mother. God, in his infinite wisdom and knowledge, knew just which mother we needed to teach us those things that he wanted us to know. Whether your mother is alive today or whether she is gone to be with the Lord, or perhaps she is far away where you cannot see her today, we want to recognize your contribution to our lives and give them honor for the job they did for us. There's a time when every mother had great dreams for her children. Sad to say we are living in a time where too many mothers are not fulfilling their role in training up their children in the ways of God. But thank God for 
Your mother, if she was a mom who cared for you, who taught you right from wrong and watched over you, is a testimony to the love of a mother that no matter how far from God her children may run or whatever kind of life they may be living, she never gives up on them. There is a picture of a mother in the New Testament that I want to call to your attention today. Like any other mom, all she really wanted for her sons was to do well. And the fact that her sons were grown, grown men, really wasn't all that relevant. She still wanted them to do well, and she would do whatever she needed to do to make sure that they did well, including talking to their boss. And so we are going to be looking at um, first at this mother's audacious request. Now, we live in an ambitious world. We want to know who is best, fastest, strongest, loudest, and richest. And let's face it, life is about winning and losing. That's why we love sports and board games, and we want to know who is up and who is down, and who is hot and who is not. And that's why this mother came to Jesus with her sons. You see, in the great game of life, she wanted to make sure her sons came out ahead. If that means asking for a favor from Jesus, she was glad to do it because she felt her sons deserved it. She had big dreams, and her sons had large ambitions. Despite what you may think, ambition in itself is not evil. If you don't have ambition, why bother getting out of bed in the morning? You might as well roll over and sleep all day. Ambition is merely a strong desire regarding the future. As such, it can be positive or negative, good or bad. It can be very useful if we are ambitious for the right things. So let's look at the conversation between this mother of two sons, and and Jesus. It we find in Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 and 21. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? he asked. She replied, In your kingdom... Please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. While it is easy to criticize this mother, in reality she was doing what any good mother would do. I can't blame her for coming to Jesus. All she really wanted for her sons was to do well and to get ahead in life. Many Bible commentators suggest that the mother was Salome, the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, if that is true, then James and John are first cousins to Jesus, and she is Jesus' aunt. 
If that is the case, then perhaps she thought Jesus would take care of his own family members first. So she knelt humbly before Jesus and asked with great respect that James and John be given the seats of highest honor in his kingdom. At this point, we come up against a danger all parents face. It is easy to want our children to fulfill our dreams instead of God's will or God's dream for them. Often we try to force our children into a mold of our own choosing. Let every parent ponder this truth. Your desires and God's desire for your children may not be the same. But let's look at how Jesus responded to this request in verses 22 and 23. But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My Father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. Notice that Jesus doesn't rebuke this mother or her two sons who are um, his disciples. He simply tells them that they don't know what they're asking for. Then he asks the men if they can drink the cup he's about to drink. They said, we can. But they did not realize that their suffering was still ahead of them and their work was just starting. You see, James was the first apostle to die at the hands of Herod Agrippa in Acts 12. And John was the last apostle to die. He ended up in exile on the island of Patmos. It's almost as if Jesus is saying, I admire your bravery, and I will reward you by making you bookends for the apostles. One will die first, and the other will die last. What can we learn from this mother on this Mother's Day 2020? Note, secondly, that this mother wanted her sons to be part of Christ's kingdom. Her sons had left the family fishing business to follow Jesus. She recognized the great calling upon her sons' lives as they walked with Jesus day after day. Look again at uh, Matthew twenty twenty one in the message paraphrase, which says, What do you want? Jesus asked. She said, Give your word that these two sons of mine will be awarded the highest places of honor in your kingdom, one at your right hand, one at your left hand. The mother was, and sons probably thought the kingdom was coming soon. They were expecting Jesus to set up, set up a literal kingdom. And so they wanted to get their application in early. To use a phrase from the college admissions process, they wanted early decision by Jesus. The point is, 
They wanted to be a part of the kingdom of God. Salome recognized the great calling upon her son's lives as they walked with Jesus. She began to hear of the miracles and great teachings, and it began to dawn upon her that God had blessed her children far above the dreams she had for them. A mother's love never weakens, and so it was with this mother of James and John. She never ceased trying to make things better for her sons, as every mother ought to do. This story is told out of World War II and the Holocaust that took the lives of six million Jews, of Solomon Rosenberg and his family. It's a true story. Solomon Rosenberg, his wife and their two sons, his father and mother were arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. It was a labor camp, and the rules were simple. As long as you can do your work, you are permitted to live. When you become too weak to work, then you are exterminated. Solomon Rosenberg watched his mother and father marched off to their deaths. He knew that his youngest son, David, would be next because David had always been a frail child. Every evening when Solomon Rosenberg came back to the barracks after his hours of labor, he searched for the faces of his family. When he found them, they would huddle together, embrace one another, and thank God for another day of life. One day Rosenberg came back and didn't see those familiar faces. He finally discovered his oldest son, Joshua, in a corner, huddled, weeping, and praying. And he said, Josh, tell me it isn't true. Joshua turned and said, it's true, Papa. Today David was not strong enough to do his work, so they came for him. Where is your mother? asked Mr. Rosenberg. Oh, Papa, he said. When they came for David, he was afraid and he cried. Mama said, there's nothing to be afraid of, David. And she took his hand and went with him. Yes, sometimes a mother's love carries a very high price tag. There's nothing so bold or courageous as a mother who is protecting or fighting for her children. This mother sought Jesus for the safety and well-being of her sons. Now, can you imagine the conversation between Zebedee and Salome when she said, You know, Zeb, I think I'll go and talk to Jesus about the boys, see if I can put in a good word for them. And Zebedee being a man and father saying, Salome, let it alone. If the boys wanted to do, you to do that, I'm sure that they would have asked. And besides, they are grown men. They can talk to Jesus for themselves. When are you going to let them grow up? Aren't you glad that moms still do that? And moms, if you aren't doing that, then you should. You should be your children's biggest fan club. 
You should let everyone know how good or how great they are and that they are the most important people in the world to you. But uh, thirdly, this mother wanted her sons to be active in the work of God's kingdom. Salome knew that if her sons were close to Jesus, they would be doing kingdom work. She may have been present when Jesus gave his sermon on the mount and told them in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Salome wanted them to put God's kingdom first. Now, churches are full of people content just to fill a pew on Sunday mornings. There are plenty of people willing to sit back and receive the blessings, enjoy the message and and all that the church has to offer, but seldom do they get involved in doing any of the real work of the church. But where does the spirit of service begins? It begins at home with mothers and fathers setting the example and praying that their sons and daughters might be involved in the work of God's kingdom as teachers, leaders, discipling others that they might be the ones to go out into the world and find the lost. Sloan wanted her sons to be actively involved in the work of Christ's kingdom. And we need to walk in her footsteps as well. But finally, she had high expectations for her sons. I like that. She wanted them on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. You see, when you're um, working a kingdom, there are no higher positions than those on the right and on the left of the king himself. And that's what Salome wanted for her sons. We may consider her brash and presumptuous, but I admire her boldness. Too often we have settled for mediocrity, and, and particularly in the church. For too long we have been content with just barely making it through the door. For too long we have been content to sit back and let things happen. But it's time for us to strive for excellence, to reach for the very best there is. The Lord calls us to be his disciples and to be effective workers in his kingdom. Thank God for mothers who never give up on their children. Thank God for a mother who cared enough to teach us about God. Thank God for a mother that stuck by us when we didn't deserve her loyalty. For those mothers listening to me this morning, I want to encourage you to dream big dreams for your children and never give up on those dreams. When times are hard, hang in there and be the strength of your family. When the children push you to the breaking point, hold on to God's unchanging hand and keep on going. Above all else, mothers, you are responsible for teaching and raising your children in the fear of the Lord. Our society today is in trouble because too many mothers have forgotten their responsibility to their children or even have led them away from God. I wish every one of us had inscribed on the walls of our home the words of Dorothy 
Law Nulta's work, Children Learn What They Live, and then kept this constantly before us as, uh, in our daily activities. Nulta says, if a child lives with criticism, he learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to be shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns to appreciate. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. If a child lives with acceptance and friendship, he learns to find love in the world. And I want to add one more to this list. If a child grows up in the church and learns the love of God, he or she will never forget it. To every mother who hears this message, I want to say that God has given you a great blessing in the form of children. He has given you a life or, or lives to mold and to train in the ways of righteousness. This is the most important job of motherhood and a great responsibility. On this day of the year when all of us honor your position, let me say to you that we are thankful to God for you and are proud of you. As a church, we thank God for your dedication and hard work. As husbands and fathers, we praise you and love you for your love, your patience, and your endurance. As your pastor, I greatly appreciate all the kindness and grace that you have shown me. All of us applaud you, mothers. We wish for you a great day. We hope that this day, each of you or each of your children will say, I love you, Mom. And hearing the words, I love you, Mom, and knowing that God has a special reward for you, should make all of your difficulties worth facing, all of your burdens worth bearing, all of your tears worth shedding, all of your anxieties worth enduring, all of your heartaches worth having, and all of your responsibilities worth accepting and fulfilling. Mothers, you are special not just today, but every day. May the Lord Jesus Christ smile upon you and bless you all the days of your life. Have a great day and a happy, happy Mother's Day. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.